This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is an interesting conversation here. I, I saw this story yesterday. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it's a big departure for me. And something that, like I say, if you go and look at a government website, or if you go on LinkedIn, for example, and you click on the job ad for a government job, typically they will list a salary range, right? But nobody else seems to. I, and I know for every job I've ever applied for, you don't know. And it's kind of always, okay, we're going to go through this entire process. We're going to apply for the job. We're going to have conversations. We're going to have interviews. We're going to do the whole thing. And then... I'm going to find out that, no way, I'm not doing it for that. So Ontario is coming up with legislation um, to try and change that whole thing. You're going to know going in before you even want to apply for the job. If you post a job in Ontario, you will have to include what that job is going to pay. And it's not just, you know, the public sector. This is right across the board. If you post a job listing on Ontario, if this legislation passes as proposed, that job posting must include the pay. BC is also looking at doing a similar thing. It's a pretty big change, and I wonder how it might work out. We're going to chat now with Fiona Martin, an employment lawyer and associate at Samford Tamurkin in uh, LLP. Uh, Fiona, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hi, Shay. Thanks for having me today. Um, this seems like a good move to me. I think for so long, we just accepted that this is the way we do it. You'll, you'll find out about the wage way down the road once you've gone through the process for a ways. But maybe we, have we reached a tipping point? Are we, are we starting rethinking the way we go about advertising and hiring? Yeah, I certainly think it's a, it's a move in the right direction in terms of addressing wage discrepancies for employees, particularly, I know this legislation in particular, um, it, it's, its intention is to also address like the gender wage gap by allowing for, for more transparency in these job postings. Um, I, I, you mentioned it earlier, but a lot of the times employees will find themselves in situations where they go through an entire recruitment cycle, interviews, et cetera, and it's not until the latter stages yeah. that they find out what the compensation is, and it's a bit of a waste of resources and time for both the employee and the employer. So I, I certainly think it's a move in the right direction. Um, now, this legislation is still kind of in the works. The labor minister, at least in Ontario, has hinted at the fact that it it may only apply to salaries that are under 100k in terms of wage disclosure um so i mean there's some there may be some loopholes if you will for employers to get around this legislation like if for example the base salary is 75k and then the bonus tops them over to over 100 technically an employer wouldn't have to disclose the, the wage but I guess it's to be determined depending yeah. on, on how this legislation plays out. Yeah, how they write it up. Now, as you say, mm-hmm. if you're if you're the prospective employee, I can see the advantage here right away because there's going to be a bunch of jobs that you might just want to ignore uh, until maybe you mm-hmm. have to, but it, they're, they're sort of below what you're after. But if you're an employer and you're somebody who's seeking mm-hmm. somebody, how does this change? Is this something that you think they'd be reluctant to do? Is this something that they've avoided doing? And what would be the reason for that? Yeah, I think there's there's benefits and disadvantages to employers. I mean, like the earlier example, they, they save 
time and, and resources, not having to interview candidates that will ultimately decline their job because of the pay expectations. But I also think in some ways it disadvantages employers because employees might like they have a, a more limited pool of candidates of, that will actually apply to their postings. Um, I think candidates are more likely to focus on salary. They might kind of ignore other perks or benefits of the job. So I think from an employer perspective, you really will limit the number of people that end up like the pool of candidates that you can hire from. Do you think it would affect wages at all? Like if you're if you're the prospective employer, do you realize, okay, listen, I, I can't just go through the entire process and then offer somebody minimum wage. No one will come through. Uh, I'm going to have to bump it up a bit in the ad. I mean, could it ultimately affect what employers are forced to pay? I certainly would. I would assume so, and I would hope so. I mean, especially in terms of what is considered to be a quote-unquote competitive, like a competitive salary. Um, if we have a number of kind of similar employers posting similar positions, at least candidates will have an idea of like what a competitive salary is, as opposed to, and and that will in turn force employers to in order to get qualified and and, and good candidates. Um, post a more competitive salary. There's another piece of the legislation, and I don't know if you're up to speed on this one, but I find it pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. They're trying to put in Mm -hmm. some regulations about AI. Um, I didn't know this was happening, but apparently employers run their prospective applicants' resumes or whatever the case may be through uh, some sort of AI system that eliminates a bunch of them based on I don't know what, but that's what the government is saying. Listen, we can see all kinds of problems with the way you program this AI to start eliminating people. I mean, how common is this that we're seeing employers using artificial intelligence to weed out um, employees as they go along? Yeah, so I I don't unfortunately know how common it is, but I imagine if it's not already common, it's going to become increasingly more common with the use of AI. My understanding is that essentially AI systems can can tell a lot about like age, sex, race, religion, in some circumstances can even evaluate social media accounts to see if, if you're a good fit and then kind of screen candidates that way and, and, and screen out thousands of possible other applicants. And basically the purpose of this legislation is to kind of eliminate or help eliminate some of the biases, technological biases that are involved in this process. But you could see how biased it could be depending on what the parameters Absolutely. are. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and so, I mean, it, we'll, we'll wait to see how this legislation rolls out, but it is, I mean, AI is, inherently in some of course it's going to help some systems be more efficient but there are inherent biases in in the way that ai is weeding out some candidates over others yeah what a time okay um fiona thank you so much for your time i really appreciate you being here today my pleasure thanks for having me